Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You've already missed your opportunity, Slee. Your opportunity to get to the Laker game relatively traffic-free has expired because you have to drive basically to Tucson to watch, yeah. to watch this game tonight. And uh, it's out there a ways. Right after, I'm going to drive to Sacramento, <laughs> scout the Kings. Kings final preseason game tomorrow against. Did you see Wemba Nyama dribble through that guy's legs last night? Oh my god! No, I didn't see it. Did you see that? M. That was crazy. Really I thought was. he was going to break his own leg too. <laughs> okay. Yes, I'm so glad you said that. So he's bringing the ball up the court yep. and, and gave it, one. I think of it was those. Reggie Bullock, wasn't it? M? Yeah, yeah. So Reggie Bullock is kind of like trying to defend him. He's got in his defensive posture, mm-hmm. and Wemba Nyama kind of nutmegs him right, like yep. goes between his legs yep. and gets. But I was with you, M. It was cool because a nine foot guy is doing that move. Yeah. But he looked so awkward trying to recover from that move. Yeah. That I'm like, dude, slow down. You're going to break your neck. It's all you roll your ankle or no, yeah. something it's terrible. All, it's all awkward. I mean, you see him get to the basket and how little he has to get off his feet to dunk looks awkward. He pulls up for a 23-footer yeah. and he's 7'4", but his form is perfect. I'm like, wait a minute. You're not supposed to be doing that. I didn't see it. I, I see just it. don't want him to hurt himself. No, of course not. It, but it, it was just such a shocking move yeah. for somebody that size. Right? It looked like a normal dribble for him, but it was all the way down. It was, it was just very, um, not off-putting, but just not something I see all the time. Yeah, it was It was stunning to see. But first of all, every time you see him, it doesn't add up until you, you watch him run up and down the court a few times. But do you think that's going to work out? Is he the can't-miss guy that everybody says he's going to be? Because I am still highly skeptical not that he'll be a, a bum yeah not that he's going to be sean bradley or something like that but a guy that skinny yeah having you know that tall that frame okay, is, is, is the not question great because there's a big difference between he's an all-star and he's a franchise player that's what i'm talking about to he's the great he's going to be the greatest player ever. no yeah no, no, I'm no, not, not I'm greatest not player world. ever but yeah. is he going to be the centerpiece of a team that's competing for championships for a long time I I'm I'm okay with buying into that. I, I listen the injury piece of it. I get your hesitation, and I by the way, I, I, that's a very very difficult one to argue. But since I cannot predict whether the man's going to get injured or anything like that, but skill set the, wise, the, size wise, no, no, all I that get stuff, that. But the, I think that the is. prediction of the injury is the, the that's where the rubber Will meets he hold the roads. That well, it never has worked. Mm-hmm. Nobody that's shaped like that has ever had a long, you know, career. Kevin Durant, I guess, is the closest thing, but Kevin Durant's five or six yeah, inches I was shorter. Say, I don't even that think guy. that one's a good example because uh, I think the but games the are similar. The games are similar, but the size, what you're yeah. talking about, is no. He's six inches taller than Kevin Durant. The other Kevin one Durant that comes is, to mind is Brandon Ingram. Remember how he was like skinny? And yeah, but how old is Ingram? Like six, that? eight, or nine? Yeah. Maybe six, eight, six, nine. Yeah, no. this guy's seven five. You know he's nearly a foot taller than you know Brandon what might, Ingram. You, you know <laughs> yeah. what might you know what might save him in this world is being down low just does not matter anymore. No, it doesn't. And I think that might be the one. It, it's not like he's going up every night. It's Shaq, and then it's Olajuwon, and then it's Patrick Ewing, and it's just 
that if there's an era that a player that we're describing can last and and have success, it's going to be this era. All right. So SC is home this week against Utah. Um, they got beat by Utah twice last year. They're coming off of a <clears throat> loss to Notre Dame by four touchdowns, and the the bloom is kind of coming off the rose pretty quickly on on USC because they lose on Saturday, and we'll do our picks coming up here in, in not too long. But now. You're basically out of it. If they if they lose their base, because even if they got back into the mix for the Pac-12 championship game, I don't think a two-loss team is going through in a four. So you're, you're yeah. basically done at that point. Caleb Williams and you is, can't lose this one when you still have Oregon and Washington right. On your schedule. Caleb Williams is still the overwhelming favorite to be the top overall pick. And Scott Wolf for Inside USC wrote. Quote, in NFL coaching circles, the talk is that Lincoln Riley is putting out feelers about taking a job in the NFL next season. The word is Riley would be open to an NFL job if he could follow Caleb Williams to the same franchise. If the Chicago Bears had the number one pick, it would probably be ideal for this theory. Okay? So the speculation is they have a relationship, going back to Oklahoma at SC. He's likely to be the number one pick. Lincoln Riley would be a sought-after NFL head coach, I believe. He has been in the past. Does he just follow him out the door at you know two years at SC? It feels like he's bought into the whole USC culture, the Southern California yeah. thing, fight on. Like he feels like he's doing it. Okay. But I can't imagine that this is just totally out of left field and not something that at least somebody somewhere has floated the idea of, hey, why don't we go try this together on the next level? I, I guess this is the question. Does he does he care about what he wants to do at SC. Like, is that is that important to him, or is SC just a stepping stone to get wherever else that he let, wants let me, to get Let me to? ask you this, and to answer your question, Kev. Do you think that most of these guys care about anything other than their own careers? Well, I, I guess the question... No, I, I think I, they I care either. about their own careers, but him at SC and going to the Big Ten, and, you know, we'll see how competitive they are and everything else. It's not a... It's a really, really good job. Sure. It's a great job. If you think coaching the Chicago Bears is a better job, which is okay. But listen, it's you're in the NFL. You're in the NFL. now. It's only 32 of those gigs. Only 32 of those. And to get to the right place, I'm, I'm going to give you – I just I was thinking about this yesterday because it's the situation. Frank Vogel was the coach of the Lakers. They win an NBA championship. Lakers trade for Russ. They win 33 games, and then he gets clipped. I guarantee you Frank Vogel could have found other opportunities over the last year or so. Mm-hmm. He didn't. He waited, patient, and find the right opportunity. All right, now he's coaching the Phoenix Suns. There's some all-stars Really there. good team. It's a, it's a good team. I'm not saying they're going to win it all, but they're in the mix to win it all. Of course. Is it more important for Lincoln Riley to say, okay, well, if I'm going to go to the NFL, I need the right ownership. I need the right franchise. I, I don't want to be set up to fail because you could be a great coach and just in a bad situation. That's not uncommon in sports. And the the SC the SC coaching gig today right now, and it's because of Lincoln Riley. Resources, you know, you're going to go get five star athletes. You're going to now go into a conference where that's part of your pitch. Look, we get to go up against this team. I just saw a promo. It said number seven Penn State versus number three Ohio State. It was like one of those, right? That's that's what they got coming up. I think it also depends on. What is the opportunity in front of you? So the Bears are an interesting situation where it feels the past couple years have been complete coaching incompetence is why they are so bad. Is that the coach does not set up these people for success. Justin Fields maybe wasn't the guy, maybe it's a guy, who knows. 
but that if you get Lincoln Riley, he thinks that he can win with that offense. Their defense has been better in the past with the Bears, and that he thinks that he can combine with that with Caleb and Caleb is a real game changer. The CQI that we talk about, you know, the coach quarterback with Lincoln and Caleb yep. could be great in the NFL. Yep. But the Bears are a cursed franchise. Well, it, it, per- three perhaps. wins, three wins last year. Uh huh. With six, a bad coach, six wins the year before. But let me. Let, here's the thing: we can only play that for so long. Okay. Three wins, six wins, eight and eight, eight and eight. 12 and 4 in 2018, and then I think lost in that first yeah, round that was of the, the playoffs. Double okay. All right. Before that, five wins, three wins, six wins, five wins. Is it a bad quarterback and coach every year? Or yes, is there some order? Or is it f- far above that that also chooses who's your head coach yes. and who are you drafting at quarterback? And, but if the Bears took Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams, that is not a bad coach-quarterback connection, and that might be the best decision they've made in a long time. I'm going to make a comparison here because I think the CQI— What does which, SC which do? They, in, the, in the same offseason? Yeah, I know, right? Caleb that's and Lincoln kick gone. in the teeth. Yeah. The CQI might need an O in there, too, and that's ownership. Agreed. And, and, and it's and, the most important one of any of them. Maybe. I, I'm not, I, I don't know. You it's, can get it's, lucky. It's certainly—because I want to throw this one in there. Yeah. What were the Kansas City Chiefs before Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes showed up? Right. Not great. They're okay. Mm-hmm. They, they had some moments where they would be okay. You got Dick Vermeil. He's a good coach, yeah. right? He wins some games. Herm Edwards was there briefly. They got a little bit better. But for the most part, over the, the 70s and 80s and the 90s, and both, they were at best mid and well, frequently bad. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid is yeah. clearly a high, high-level NFL coach. Sure. He's one of the best pa- of all time. Patrick Mahomes might turn out to be a top five quarterback of all time, if not better than that. Yep. That can trump the O, right? But is Lincoln Riley Andy Reid? I don't know, but probably not. Yep. Right? Unless is, they get a great defensive coordinator. But but maybe. But I don't it, even know. I Andy Reid's credentials in the NFL are, were impeccable before he showed up. Sure, you knew sure. Andy Reid was a really good coach. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, they hit on, right? A 10 out of 10. I don't know what Caleb Williams is going to be. I don't know what Lincoln Riley is going to be. So this the the C and the Q in this are maybe very good, but are they good enough to overcome the O, the, yeah. the owner? Yeah. I don't know. But if I'm Lincoln Riley, I think I might give it, it a shot. It, it, it makes me think. But it makes me it makes me think. It makes me think of the Chargers as an example. The ownership in the Chargers is the most important of everything. Because you have such a history of seeing, like, look, you can have Justin Herbert there. You can have Phillip Rivers there. You can have Drew Brees there. You can have great quarterbacks. You can have Marty Schoenheimer. You can have LaDainian Tomlinson. (laughs) You can have all these greats. Ultimately, at the end of the day, do you have an owner? And I I know it's not all apples to apples, but was Dan Gilbert a good owner of the Cavs? Or did LeBron James just happen to be drafted by the— You also have exceptions to the rule, but I'd rather have a good owner. Like, I want to go back to what you said a second ago, Em, about how they passed on Patrick Mahomes. But was that because the owner was bad and overruled and said, I don't want that, I want this? Was that because they had the wrong exec? Like, I I don't know the the, the decision-making tree of it. Clearly, ownership in Chicago is not good. But think about what is good. Might be one of the best sports towns in America. They are yeah. all in. When the They're Bears are good, stadium. there's nothing like it. I agree. The Chicago you, market, the amazing marketing market. of being a star in Chicago, a great, a great uh, market. Unless you're going to be in New York or Los Angeles, there's prob- that's it's probably as good as it gets. Yep. It's as good as it gets. That there's a lot of good there. The question is, does the O, the ownership, is it so bad that you can't overcome it? And the perfect example is what you're talking about, is the Chargers, because the Chargers have had 
Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Philip Rivers may or may not end up, but he he was it's high quarterback. level. Yeah, he was great quarterback. Justin Herbert is really really good. Mm-hmm. Junior Seau, Hall of Fame. Antonio Gates, Hall of Fame. Ladanian Tomlinson, Hall of Fame. Rodney Harris. Rodney, they've had really, really Mm -hmm. good players, and they've had good seasons, but they're kind of pop. Here's a good one. Okay, right back down. That there's not that level of sustained success, and that's what you just don't know when you take that job. Mm -hmm. What is the oh like? They're probably going to tell you whatever you want to hear. Sure, but when it comes where the you know when it comes time to make that decision, they go, I don't want to do that. Well, that's the guy we want. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Now, what do you do? Mm -hmm. You can't you can't overcome that. Virginia McCaskey is the owner of the Bears, and she's a hundred. So I'm not really sure how. But her team, whatever. I'm not talking about where (laughs) she's you know got her bony finger at the draft board. Yeah, she's not Jerry Jones. Yeah, I need to take Caleb Williams. Number one, I don't think she's doing that. But there's Ryan Poles, who's the GM, and and you know it's just it just depends on how that all fits. But I think that there's exceptions to the rule. I'm not the, saying it's perfect, but I just know that I, if you told me, hey, it's the brain trust. Do it's you the want? Do you want an so owner? Do you want the right owner, or do I? Do the Dodgers have the right ownership group? Oh, for sure. You can't argue it. Of yeah. course they do. Yeah. The questions are really just moving forward after that. Is it the right managers or at this? But the ownership will always give the resources they need to win. So, and also about this, I think that, again, if the Bears brain trust is listening to the talk around Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams, it might also be a terrible decision. They might go all in, make a uh, take a risk, and get Lincoln Riley, and then he flames out in the and NFL. And it doesn't work, yeah. And who yeah, knows? Yeah, but that's a, that, that's a risk worth taking. Yeah. Th- th- that's not a bad bet. You know what I mean? Like sometimes a, a good decision, a good bet doesn't hit. Yeah. That, that's a good I'm willing to bet on that. People will make fun of them because they're like, oh, of course Lincoln Riley wouldn't work because he didn't work in college football. So why would he I mean, didn't cash it in in college football? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, if it didn't work, it wouldn't be Lincoln Riley's fault. It's there's something so rotten in the DNA of the ownership that nothing would ever work. Right. I think that would be true if it was Bill Belichick going to the Bears or somewhat like Andy Reid going to the Bears and not working out. Yeah, but, so Lincoln Riley's never been in the NFL. touch is bad? I, I don't know. I, and maybe he would be bad in the NFL. I'm not arguing that it would be a, t- a, a slam dunk success. What I'm saying is I don't know. I would need to see it where the other pieces are good before you automatically determine that it's bad. There's so few college coaches that are so that are extremely successful in the NFL. I mean, we, we can count them on our hand, right? You know? There's not a ton, but yeah. there are some. It's not yeah. like it's never happened. They're... They, they're both. There, there are probably more bad ones than good ones, but that's just true of everything. Yeah, but There's if you're Caleb Williams and, good and you're all of it. wanting a reason to go to a team, maybe it is because you like Well, maybe that's Riley. the tipping point of, look, I'm only coming if, right? That could be a, a negotiating point on his behalf, and it's probably why uh, Lincoln Riley is making sure that he gets whatever he needs. The Lakers are in Palm Springs with Slee. That's coming up later tonight. After AD, after yep. LeBron, mm-hmm. what happens next? That's coming up. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. R.I.P. to Pauly from yeah. the Rocky movies. Burt Young, who played uh, Adrian's brother Pauly in the Rocky movies, uh, died at 82 years old. He had a role in The Sopranos as well. He, had, uh, he was the guy that did that very messy hit and then drove into the... Uh, telephone pole as he was trying to get away uh paulie was one of my all-time favorite you know not main characters in those movies so r.i.p burt young 82 years old 82 today. years old you a uh, rocky guy Slee? i love rocky i think i've always said rocky four is my favorite um favorite of the rocky movies uh but rocky is just it takes us back to our youth you know what I mean? So, yeah, Rocky is as good as he gets. Ah, movie sucks. I saw the first one, checked out halfway through it. Eh. Come at me, people. <laughs> Who cares? You didn't like the original Rocky? one? The original one. Yeah. I also don't like the original Rocky. Yeah, it just eh, checked out. I That you don't like wow. it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> that you don't like it Jorge, does you don't like Rocky? Me. Nah, Rocky's, man. Uh, that's a good one. No, even those Creed ones, it's just, eh, come on. The Nobody cre- takes a punch like that. The first Creed, well, it's look, you know, if yeah, you're looking for boxing authenticity, I was. a guy <laughs> taking 400 <laughs> shots to the head in two rounds is probably not terribly <laughs> realistic. The guy holding his hands down by his waist the entire fight is not great defensive strategy. So after halfway <laughs> through the first one, you were done with the whole series. Yeah, done. I just yeah, no thanks. So you never saw Paulie get his uh, robot that went around the house <laughs> that he had That's bring right. him drinks and stuff. That well, was I've in Rocky Three because we were looking for a specific yeah. scene. I couldn't find it, but uh, I saw some scenes and pretty funny guy, pretty funny. Burt Young was also the enforcer in Back to School when Rodney Dangerfield goes re-enrolls his college as a fifty-something-year-old guy, and Burt Young is his muscle. <laughs> It's terrific. <laughs> terrific. He starts breaking guys' necks in a bar fight. That's solid. R.I.P. to Burt Young. All right, so you're going out to Palm Springs yeah. uh, to watch the Lakers. We were talking about it the other day that there's like two parallel tracks that the Lakers are on right now. They need to win enough games to get into the playoffs, and they probably have enough versatility to do that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's, if you're going to win a championship, LeBron and AD have to be not only good, but their best. Right to, to beat Milwaukee or Boston or Phoenix or Denver or Golden State or any of these other teams, they're going to have to play really well. What has to happen beyond that? Like what what is then? Because if LeBron, it, it's not unlike Matthew Stafford staying healthy, right? If he goes down, it's like okay, we can talk about it. But it's yeah. If LeBron and AD aren't near their best and able to play a lot of minutes in the playoffs, none of this other stuff really matters. But if they are, what else has to go right? So I I, I look at some of these role players, the Lakers. I, I don't know how much we've really talked about them but we keep talking about look at the Lakers depth you know it's because of the depth that the Lakers have that they're going to be able to hang with their top three or four team in the Western Conference something along those lines but one of the things I think we haven't hit on is which of these guys because there is not every role player is created equal so which of these guys are the ones that you're looking at and you're saying okay after Bron and Anthony Davis what's I don't know if it's you want to be Austin Reeves. I don't next, know if you right? want to call it the pecking order. Yeah, I, I don't think know that's if you want right. to call it the. Um, if you just want to say what what's if this player doesn't play well, the Lakers got some real problems. Reeves is the one that was on the. I think I mentioned this to you when they released the schedule. It was LeBron, AD, and Austin Reeves? Sure, that was on that list. Austin Reeves was also the player that was in the FIBA. You know, U.S. Uh, representing USA in the FIBA, and he was. I was going to say legit. not only on it was one of the best players on it. Was an important piece on it. He'd <laughs> right. come off the bench, but he'd play starter minutes and he'd close out games. Yeah. It was number 66 on the ranking for ESPN. 
Yeah. Okay. There, there's, there's, and I mean, look at that. Whatever that that ranking was a year ago, where was Austin Reeves? Right, Not like sixty six. Yeah. Let's just let's put it that way. After that, I I find it. Well, there's one player in particular that I have a lot of curiosity on this upcoming year. Rui got paid three years, fifty one million dollars. Rui Hachimura is the prototypical perfect size. Six foot nine. He's a wing player in today's NBA. He's got a great wingspan. But when we look at players like LeBron James, and there's going to be times where LeBron is sitting at the sideline, and it might be Rui and Anthony Davis that are holding down the four and the five. And Rui's an interesting one to me because if you look at his career, it does not represent what he did in the playoffs. He got paid for what he did in the playoffs. He got paid for his potential of what he can be this upcoming year, and you just want to see him live up to those expectations and surpass those expectations. But I think he's a very, very important player that we don't really talk a lot about. The attention goes to the top two, the attention to Austin Reeves, and the attention also goes to D'Lo. D'Angelo Russell, there's a lot of attention that goes towards him. Rui, to me, is a very key player this upcoming year for the Lakers. So to answer your question... You think he's up for it? Because that's the question, right? It's not just I, – I, I can make the order. What do you mean by up for in it? In other words, th- this is the Padres. It, it, follow me on this. Mm-hmm. You, we know that you guys got the right guys. But last year was – and maybe not the stars that the Padres have, but there is the, hey, look, we beat the Dodgers. This is great. We went to the NLCS. It, it's kind of found money. It's like, this is great. The last year's Laker team got off to such a dreadful start, yeah. and then they made all these moves along the way. They elevated Austin Reeves into this position where he was clearly the third best player on the team, is the third best player on the team. And they get to the Western Conference Finals, and everybody's like, wow, that actually worked really. Let's pay Rui, like you were talking about. Let's pay Austin Reeves. And now it's not like, hey, this isn't found money anymore. This is your floor went from, hey, just get in to Western Conference Finals. And the expectations that come along with that are totally different. It's much easier to play with house money than it is to play with if you don't if you're not great there's something wrong with you it's lebron clearly can do it ad can clearly do it they've had to deal with this their entire careers it's new for this 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 next group of guys sure. is it's brand new for them to be hey it's not cool that you're good you have to be good it's a totally different expectation when you said are they is he up for it is he or it, my true answer is i don't know he's never been in this spot before so I, th- I think there is a little bit of, I know there's going to be nights that we come in here in the morning and I say, Rui had eight points. He literally had no impact in that game and and they need more from him. That's going to happen. Of sure. course it's going to happen. It happens, you play 82 games a year. But, but it can't happen a lot. But it, it's, an, it's, an, <laughs> it's an interesting, D'Angelo was a little bit different because D'Angelo was, here's a player that has shown over his career, I could average 16 a game. Yeah. I could get you eight assists a game. Um, yeah, but his he was a high draft pick. There yeah. was he's been at multiple places. Rui was kind of I don't want to call it found money because it's not found money. He also was I think it was a top ten pick, something along those lines. But Rui had a playoff run that everyone was like, "Wow, look what he's doing here! Wow, make sure you start him." Is he going to be able to do that for an A two game the, season? That, when it, that's when it's the expected? difference, right? Like those two guys, Rui and Reeves. It's let's find out. D'Lo, I think we know. Like D'Angelo Russell has nights where it's like that dude's awesome, mm-hmm. and then there are other nights it's like, what's wrong with that guy? Like, and and it's what's is this like his seventh or eighth year in the league? 
It, I think actually this is going to be his ninth okay, season. Ninth in the NBA. season in the league. I if for the first nine years you've kind of been the same. I know that that's who you are. You're hot and cold. Some nights it's great, some nights it's not, and you just got to live with it. And I think that the Lakers are constructed to live with the fluctuations that exist in D'Angelo Russell's game. They can get where they want to go with the fluctuations mm-hmm. in D'Angelo Russell's game. I don't know if they can if if Reeves fluctuates you know, no, Re- too Reeves, much Reeves they can't have fluctuations. That's what I'm saying. That, and, and that one even, can't fluctuate. Even the, uh, some of those other supporting players, mm-hmm. you can have some, but they can't be wild, right? I need to, if you're one of my starters, if you're one of the guys that I paid. Or I'm I giving need, 30 minutes a night to. Right. I need, you, I need you to be this most of the time. Everybody has good nights and bad. This is what makes LeBron so amazing. His bad nights aren't that bad, yep. mm-hmm. right? The, 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 the and, bait, we, and we're so critical because why are you shooting that three in the fourth quarter? With, and he just played 36 minutes and is in his 20th his year in the league. His floor is super high, yeah. right? That's what makes a great player. It's not the high end. Lots of guys can go high occasionally, but what what's the worst version of you or what's the, the, the worst outcome of what you're doing? We don't know the answer for that for most of those other guys. We only know the answer to that with LeBron and AD, and probably D'Lo because he's been around a long time. The floor on Gabe Vincent isn't particularly low either. We know it. He's going to play defense. He's going to play hard. He's going to make some shots. He's going to be a, a good decision maker. But some of these newer guys, we're still trying to figure out exactly what it is moving forward. I think that's that's the question with this team because if the floor for Reeves is high, if the floor for Rui is relatively high, they're going to do some damage but if you've getting these, you get these wild. Yeah. Hey, wait, there's an, that's another one of those six point nights. Or man, Austin Reeves hasn't had a good night in two weeks. Like th- those are the things that are the difference between being a championship caliber team and being a team that can play well in spurts. Or is it only necessary for that to happen in the postseason? Like I think they could probably get away with different fluctuation in the regular season. As long I think as they they're... need them. I think yeah. actually the regular season, Rui's the one for me that I'm not a hundred percent sure what he is. I'm not a hundred percent sure. But M, to answer your question, you got 82 games. You do you really want LeBron and Anthony? Day? Let, let forget AD. Do you really want LeBron no, grinding through an 82 game? Of course, and they're not. That's where that. these guys are supposed to be the ones that say we keep this thing afloat. I, you didn't I, have that last year. No, they didn't. Now you have it. But now, but I need it at the end. Like you, you, you can kind of bounce around a little bit during the regular season because they're going to be good enough, and you play enough teams that are also going to be kind of all over the map. But once you get in the playoffs. That floor needs to come up, and whether or not those guys can sustain that that high floor, that's the question. I think they probably can. I think Reeves can. The rest of them, I think we'll figure it out. Factor Cap's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Hey guys, Al, you heading out already to get to Palm Desert? I was just, it's so funny you say that. <laughs> I'm going to call you guys for the final hour. I, I okay. said to him, I said, I look forward to you texting me at four o'clock saying, still not there yet. It How long is, is the drive? Oh How long is the drive right now, from right now? You can get started, and I will tell you in two seconds. Okay, so uh, Las Vegas Aces won their back-to-back titles yesterday in the WNBA, so congratulations to the Aces. Um, But uh, Mark Davis uh, was present in their celebration on the court afterwards, and he was doing some very fun dancing with with the girls over there. And, um, (laughs) yeah, it was great. So it got me thinking. You think that you're a better dancer than Mark Davis. Travis Fetterkamp. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you were going, ah... No, I, a cap. I, I know for a fact that I'm not a better dancer than Mark Davis. Do you think you're equal? I think I'm about the same as Mark Davis, but <laughs> if I had to get maybe a little bit of work, I have no rhythm. I have yeah. no moves. I have a lot of self-consciousness when it comes uh-huh. to it, which makes it far, far worse. Like, bad dancing is fine if you just kind of own it. Like, do you dance at weddings and stuff? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do, but I've usually in a pretty good mood by the yeah. time that the dancing starts. so A little that, less self-conscious. A little less self-conscious. I am a dreadful dancer. Mark Davis, I have a better haircut than Mark Davis, but he's a better <laughs> dancer than me. And for those who haven't seen it, he's doing a lot of closed he hands. He doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, no, uh, his, his hands, hands are and flat, his hips are, and everything he's is. moving them kind of like but a I'm robot. Getting, he's, letting yeah. the, he's trying. Yeah. He's trying. He's, he's got an incursion. They're like, yeah. Mark Davis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. Uh, Al? Um... I'm going to, yes, fact, nobody is worse than Mark Davis in dancing, and I'm also going to answer for Travis. He's also fact. He's not worse than, you, nobody is worse than that performance. John Ireland's worse. I've seen him dance in no, the uh, Michael Vinton. John, Shots I think. Fired. I saw even, it. My, even, John would own it, too. I guarantee you. Yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> I, from what I saw in the short clip on, on X, I'm... Yes, fact, and I think everybody else is. We fat. need Berg and Mark Davis at a dance off. I oh, want to see. No, Berg, oh, obviously, Berg on. would obliterate Berg's him. Berg's a good dancer. Yes. Oh yeah, Berg would be so much better. But I just want to see them in a dance off. It uh, is one yeah. hour and fifty six minutes. If I okay. left right now. Okay, not bad. By the way, that's not bad. It ain't that. I'm that just telling you bad. right now. Yeah, yeah, it, it, adds it adds up as you can. Yeah. Yeah. At yeah. one, it won't be that. You just you'll see. What are you searching on? What are you searching on? I'm doing ways. Okay, so there's the leave later option. Yep. Check what time it'll t- how much longer it'll take you by one o'clock. Yep. <laughs> Going to that right okay, now. Yeah. Hey, what do you think about this dancing? Uh I'm the same way. I, I, I need liquid courage to get into the dance floor. Uh Brenda's tried teaching me how to dance. Like I got a hang of a little norteño. Like I can I okay. need her, like cause she's with me and you know, she le- she lets me lead and I'm it helps. That that does help when you're with a partner, yes. right? So you can kind of sway it, like you can, and they can kind of help you a little bit. But if you're just trying to freestyle it, like Mark Davis, that's a death <laughs> sentence. I just, I got, I got no chance. That's, yeah, yeah, it would be a lot. Uh, all right, so uh, DeAndre Swift and uh, Terrell Edmonds were at the Phillies game. Uh, what was it? Wednesday night or Tuesday night? Yeah, I think the it was most Tuesday. recent game. Yeah, this week. yeah, Tuesday. So I'm gonna play sound of them reacting at different points in times uh, to the game that was happening in front of them. That song probably gonna be in my head all night. Okay. <laughs> you know, like in baseball, they switch pitches every game. Yeah, because they can't pitch too many times in a row, right? There's so many little ins and outs with baseball I ain't know about. I said, if I ever played baseball, I don't want back, I don't want none of that. Put me in the outfield somewhere. Oh, 
You see what I'm saying, bro? That's a hundred miles per hour. I'm gonna say a rep. I gotta say I'm power. Right? You a kid, ain't he? Yeah. The ball boys. Oh, I know he love his job though, boy. No, oh, hell yeah, he yeah. having fun. Oh, Where they switch pitches again? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. I ain't no baseball games to survive like this though. I gotta come back to one of these, though, for real. All right, so they're having a That's great time. Awesome. They're right behind home plate. Uh, there's a, more to that clip where they're like reacting to some home runs that they got to, um, but it seemed like they were having a great time. So this proves that baseball is the most fun playoffs to attend. Al, factor cap? Uh, Let me put this as a caveat if your team is winning. If your team is winning, baseball is the most fun playoffs to attend. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go, ah, if your team is winning. Okay, I'll go fact then because... Last year, I was at Padres Phillies, and that was game two down at the NLCS. And Padres went down four to nothing in like the first couple of innings. They played, it was one of those 115 first pitches, and every fly ball nobody could find. Okay. The sun was in everybody's way. Literally, it was a Snell game, and it was the most stressful, it was the most frustrating. And they ended up winning the game, I think, 8-5. to five. So they scored eight runs from, like, let's say, the third inning on. And me and Cousin Slee, that was like that was a really cool experience. Only because they were winning. If I got no skin in the game, give me an NFL playoff game. Give me, I, I'd, I'd rather go to a different event. But I think for that, that was as good as it gets. Trev? First of all, those guys are awesome. Like they, their enthusiasm for what they're seeing is so genuine. And, and it's so refreshing to get to watch a baseball game through a pair of eyes that they don't know yeah, what they're looking point. at. Yeah. Good point. And, and they're so, and like they're changing pitchers again. <laughs> they're like, like as, oh, that guy's going to second? Right. As a baseball fan, you just kind of, yeah, they're just, it's what they do. They yeah. play. But as a, a, a novice, you, it's exciting to see them kind of try to figure it out on the fly. I love those guys. They should mic those guys up for more games. That was terrific. The answer is cap to your question. The most exciting playoff to attend in person is NHL hockey. It is breathtaking. I think I've ever been. Yeah, I don't it think is, I've been to a playoff game. Every time the puck is in your defensive end, you're holding your breath. Every time the puck is in the other guy's end, awesome. you're on the edge of your it's seat because awesome. goals happen out of nowhere. They don't like baseball. There's kind of an anticipation. Sometimes there's a home run, but okay, we got a guy to second base. We're gonna, you're building a football. You build up to it. You're moving down the field. Hockey, nothing's happening. There. Bam! It's in there, and it's like eh, place goes crazy, or it goes in. You're like, oh my god, we're gonna lose. There's Especially nothing with overtime. Overtime is because the game's gonna end on the next goal. There's nothing like a playoff hockey game. Jorge, cap. There's nothing like a playoff final soccer match i believe it nothing nobody expected gareth bell to do that in that late of a minute uh the world cup three three we go to penalty kicks and it's just one game win it all like there's nothing more exciting than that a lot of drama but i like the fact that these guys are watching it without being on their phones it was great and then them calling them refs oh it's not a ref it's an umpire like that how many games do they play that's cool that bad boy's having the time of his life (laughs) way too many is the answer (laughs) to that question (laughs) okay also i caught at the beginning of it um do you guys know what a john is I mean, yes. Okay, so if we're a, talking about the no. same thing. Well, so here's what it is. So John <laughs> applies to anything and everything in Philadelphia. So you can say, "Oh, pass me that John" means pass me that piece of paper, pass me that pen. It can also be this John over here referring to a person. You can it's also cool. say it literally is a is anything can be a John. Mm. And so when he said this John is uh, doing great, I've never I have heard no that idea before. who they're referring to. So, um, so I I'm an old workplace at ESPN Network. 
almost everybody there is from Philly. And I lived in Philly for six months. You pick up the little John a little bit. So, yeah, pass me that John over there. Um, is a Slee, what John are you drinking out of over there? <laughs> <laughs> the John. This John. John. <laughs> this John? Uh, anyway, so uh, I'm going to go with this one next. So, um, I am a fan of Survivor. I'm watching this new season that's coming out right now. Um, this is not a spoiler. Well, it is a little bit of a spoiler, but I'm not going to spoil everything. So um, not once but twice this season, someone has quit the game. So they just say, hey, they go to the tribal council, and they go, hey, guys, vote me out. I don't want to be here anymore. I want to be somewhere else. And you're like, oh, okay, I guess so. And it's like very few times has someone quit on Survivor like that. Um, in like the 45 seasons that has happened. And it's always, they're always looked at as like really like the worst people to play Survivor are the people who quit because so many people want to do this. So you should not be able to quit a reality show that you sign up for. Uh, Jorge, factor cap. Uh, I think it depends on the situation. Like if it's an emergency, like you have to, like you really have to. This is to not go. it. They okay, just cool. want to so they not just be there get anymore. out of there because they're not comfortable anymore. No, because you signed a contract for these things, right? Like, you got to sign a contract for this. So, I, no, yeah. you shouldn't. Like, you stick it out to the end. Do whatever you can just so you don't look like that person that quit. Do whatever you need to do in order for them to vote you out. All right, Trev? Let me let me stipulate before I answer. I don't give a damn. Number two. Okay. Yeah. No, number, <laughs> number two. I wish I was second. <laughs> John doesn't give a damn. <laughs> wish I could have gone before you did. But, no, I'm, I'm generally speaking, quitting sucks. If if you agree to it, like if there's a crisis in your life and you need to go, of course, that's different. But if you say I will sign up for this game for four months or however, I, how long does it take him? It's uh forty days. Okay, I, four, yeah, forty days, and I get it. Yeah, day nine. Yeah, no, if you sign up for forty days, you can't pull the plug after day nine because you're just not having a good time. Right, exactly, Al. Um, I'm gonna go cap on this one. There's certain things in life you should not quit. I'm not going to hold my standard to somebody quitting in a reality <laughs> TV show. I, I get the principle of but it. So many people want get... to be on that show. Sign up for years to be on that show. Make a better audition I'm tape. Not, listen, I'm, I'm not telling you that I, uh, I don't know, that I'm going to do the exact same thing, but a reality TV show, if you're quitting on that, I don't know. That doesn't really do it quitting. for me. This... Yep. <laughs> So I'm going to start to sprinkle that in. You got to tell me if I'm using it right or not. I would I, love that. It sounds that. like you could use it anywhere. You can use it, you can use it for literally anything. anything. But you got to say it like this John. Like you got to have some sauce on <laughs> this it. This John. On the next John. Is he French? Is it like Jean, 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 Jean Morin? Right. Will Jean, Jean Morin return? Jean Morin. Yeah, <laughs> that John, Jean, Jean Morin. Yeah. They, they, Juan Soto, is he a John or Jean. not? <laughs> Where's that John going to play on this next John? That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. It's a good question, Al. Al asked yeah. me if I stopped at a specific place uh, near my house. Yeah, you were telling a story a week yeah. ago. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't like to... I told the story a week or so ago where I stopped to get something to eat and I completely overdid it. Fast and food action. Yeah, it was, yeah. A, it was a big mistake. Mm -hmm. I only do that away from my home area. I don't need somebody in my community seeing me do that. Yeah. Because that could that would reflect poorly upon the Rogers family in our neighborhood. The only thing you do around your community is like farmer markets, farmers markets, <laughs> sprouts, Whole Foods. <laughs> Guys, come on! Do you know what you're talking to here? And then three miles in, three miles inland, you're at KFC. You just inspired me. I just had a, a moment where I need to go back to the uh, that farmers market in Dana Point because they had. The, remember when I bought all the salsas and I can get the Jean. By the way, now that I know the word, I thought Will you were like return? Jonathan, like Jonathan Taylor, John. Yeah, not it's it's John like yawn or Don or Don.
right? Anyway, well, I forgot what I was talking. Oh, the side yes. I need to go market. back to the farmers salsa market. lady at the farmers at the market, and because I can kind of reconstitute the remaining items that I have left, I can have bring them back. Okay, to life. you're Tried coming. What's well, Thursday? You're coming to the end there. Right. No, no, I just got to get another Finish taco it off guy. today. <laughs> Bring in another 30 people's worth of tacos with 10 people there. Finish it off today. Let's do it again. How no. long would it last? How long does that stuff last, do you think? If, if like, if, if you, could you eat it the week after, you think? I'm, I'm a I would have gone freezer guy. action. I, that, but see, I... I would have. If that if I have that much food left over and I know I'm not going to finish it during the week, the, it's going you're probably shelf. right. Yeah. But once something goes into the freezer in my house, it very rarely comes back out. You know what I mean? It's just, it, it's 10 years later, it's like, what? No, I don't even know what it is. It's covered with all the <laughs> frost and everything else. Who never eats it? I take that frost. I start I'm like, warming it up. Like the taco guy stuff? I'll give you four days on that. I think mm-hmm. that's about right. Yeah, that's, yeah. As long as it's not the whole week on anything, I feel no. like, is when you're like, yeah, I can't do yeah. that. And like the, like the carne asada and the, the, the pastor and all that. If it's just the meat, I feel better than if there's multiple ingredients. Like, I don't know what's in there. That, yeah. Always toss them in the pan again and get a little crispy again, too, yeah. if you ever needed it. Yeah, true. There's still a lot of rice and beans left in that fridge. <laughs> a lot. Just letting you all know. That, that fridge, is, that fridge has got a lot going I, on. I'm in just it saying, there. when I leave today, that's going in the garbage. I'm not going to be the guy that leaves it there. That's it. It's so, if you're so, you, you hit it yesterday. I hit it yesterday, like yeah. multiple times, and I'm Basically, good now. you have until 115 until Trav says it's 112. <laughs> 112 for sure. You were talking about Juan Soto. You were reading something about what the Padres are going to do with him. All right, I, okay, I got, I got a question for you on this. So we know what happened to the Padres season, and they're in, uh, you know, they're an interesting spot in the off season. You got Blake Snell. Will he's going to end up somewhere else? They're not going to pay him. Um, uh, why am I drawing him? Oh, Hader, Josh Hader. They're, they're not going to pay him as well. So the the real question is for the Padres is. Do you keep Soto or do you trade him? And there was an article in The Athletic. Um, Jim Bowden was the one that wrote the piece, and it basically says, look, there's five potential trade destinations that you, if you're the Padres, you can trade him to one of these one of these spots. And a lot of the spots that are on that top five list are also teams that we have kind of heard the Otani chatter about. Okay, Otani could potentially sign with that team or this team. And what I was mentioning to you, and I don't think the Padres are going to do this, and I don't think they should do this. You basically traded for Juan Soto because your hope was you're going to get three postseason runs. One you already got, you got to the NLCS. The second one clearly did not happen. You won 82 games. Sadly enough, 84 would have got you in the playoffs, Crazy. but they didn't get in. Um, and that's, then you, that's shocking to stop. Shocking. Like just shocking. W- one week in April, you play a little bit better yeah. and you're in. How about that's don't it. lose five of six to Pittsburgh this year and you're in. Yeah. Um, but I, I just, the reason why I use that as an example is because I think they're going to eventually keep him, And I think they're going to try as best as they can to make the postseason. The owner of the Padres, Peter Seiler is clearly, clearly who, by the way, is continuing to deal with health has had his fair share of health um, um, setbacks, I guess you want to call them. So he's doing everything he can. He wants to try to win in this window that the Padres have. Let's say Soto does get traded. Look at the teams that that, that um, Jim Bowden put on this list, and you tell me how you're going to, if you're the Dodgers and you want to this offseason, go for Shohei Otani. I think you're taking off one of these teams off the list 
if they end up getting Juan Soto because I don't know how you're going to afford both of these dudes. Yankees are number one on the list that if he gets traded, there's a good chance that he goes to a team like the Yankees. Okay. Okay. Not a surprise or a shock there. Number two is Boston. Okay. We were reading an article a week ago that the Red Sox, because of the relationship with New Balance, because New Balance and Shohei Otani, they might be the front runners of this whole thing for Shohei. Could be. If Juan Soto was to get traded in the offseason of the Boston Red Sox, you think they're still on the list for Shohei Otani? Yeah, but not, but now they're further down that. the list. Think it's less of a priority, sure. Okay, if the Yankees traded, do you think Shohei, the Shohei Otani conversation ends there? No, I don't. Not for the Yankees. So then I, they're probably the only team, because number three on that list was the Mariners. If the no, Mariners got both. Juan Soto, they're both. not getting Shohei Otani. And the only other team that was on that list, I think it's worth the conversation, but I don't think the Padres would do this. I don't think you're trading within within your division, is the San Francisco Giants. But mm-hmm. the Giants are another team that we've you know heard rumored around Shohei. So, okay, there, but there's, there's two parallel things going on here. I think that the Mariners and Giants could do both if you're just renting Soto. If you're basically saying, hey, listen, we're going to take sure, a shot. Sure, you don't at have to thing. pay him yet. We're going to take yeah, a shot at this thing. Yep. We'll, we'll do it. Here's here's our prospects. We've already signed Shohei. Now we're going to trade for so- Soto. And it's literally, we got Shohei locked up to whatever contract ultimately he gets, which is probably at the low end, $450, $500 million. But I don't, I'm not going to pay you, but I am going to acquire you for, for one year. a run mm-hmm. and, and, and see what happens. I think that there is that. But the only teams that I think would have an opportunity to Deal for Soto, sign him to a long-term extension, and also be a legit player in the Otani sweepstakes, or the Dodgers, the Yankees, and the Mets. That's it. I, I think maybe, 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 maybe the Red the Sox, Cubs. Mm. I, I, I don't even you don't think, think the Boston. Sleep. They let Bogarts leave over money. Sure. They let Mookie leave well, over money. Well, the Bogarts thing, they let leave over money for but, good reason. Fine. The Mookie but, thing might go down as one of the worst trades saying. in the history they of Major League Baseball. They clearly have economics as one of their deciding factors in yeah. who to go and get, just yeah. based on the fact that they've let some good players leave. Yeah. You know, We could argue about the Bogarts deal is a bad deal, yeah. but somebody did it. Sure. Right? Sure. So I, I don't know if that is necessarily a place where it could go. I think what this all comes down to and this is where I am with the as a Dodger fan, Otani's got to go first, right? And so players become a free agent. The, the World Series ends next day. Players are free agents. Mm-hmm. Five days after that, you can start signing with new teams. If you're the Dodgers, the Mets, the Padres, the the, the Giants, the Mariners, all these teams that we at least Boston. assume Boston are in the Otani sweepstakes, you almost have to wait for him to make his call because. If I get him, now whatever I have left is far less yeah. for most of these teams. And if I don't get him, I had this $300, $400, 500000000 million budget allocated to try to get him. Well, he's over there now. Now what do I do? Do I go, you know, have you ever done that thing? Funny story. I won't put his name on it. A buddy of mine was trying to buy this house. Okay. Okay. And he, he got to like the one yard line mm-hmm. on this house that he'd been had his eye on for a long time, saved up all his money and all these things. And the last minute it fell through, somebody else outbid him for the house and he didn't get it. And he basically had a, you know what, F it, I'm going to go buy a new car. And went and bought a car that he didn't want, <laughs> didn't need. No, a year later, he's like, it's the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life. That I just, I didn't get what I wanted and he yep. turned around and yep. he bought a car. You wonder if a team does something like that with a player like Soto. And not that Soto's a bum car, but I wanted that. 
I didn't get it, but I have all this money. Ah, you know what? Give me that instead. Can I you wonder you, if that's part of I'll it. I'll give you a baseball example. I think that happened last offseason. The Padres went after Aaron Judge, and then they went after Trey Turner, mm-hmm. and then settled on Xander Bogarts. That we didn't get the guys that we wanted, but we want to spend this money. Let's go spend it. I don't think Soto will fit into that because I, I I know exactly what you're saying. The Soto, what he turned down, 400-plus with the Nationals, yeah. something like that. Um, he's going to get his money. He is. I don't think the I, – I think ultimately this story is a good story. I don't think the Padres will trade him. Otani Unless they trade first. him in the uh, in during the season before the trade deadline because they're out of the mix. That, that I think, is the more interesting thing for both the – because the Padres should play it out. They, and run, I think run, they will. Run it back. Let's see what happens. That I, I still think they were a pretty good team last year even though they weren't. You know what I mean? If that makes they any sense. They had one of the highest run differentials – in Major League Baseball, and still ended up with 82 wins. What was that game where you put all the sticks through the, the cylinder, and you put all the marbles, in the, and you pull out the sticks, and you like the marbles would, until the last one, and they'd all come running out? You guys remember I that forgot. game? I know what you're talking about, but I don't know. Yeah. What, I don't it's know like a man. giant test tube. You put yep. you put all the sticks through the test tube. Yeah. Then you fill it with marbles, and you take turns pulling the sticks out until all the marbles run out. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, Otani's Otani's the last stick, <laughs> right? Otani's the stick that makes all the other pieces come flowing out. The Otani, I'm, I'm a genius is what it is. We're doing our draft next. What's the name of the new movie, Em? The Killers Fla- of the Flower, Flower Moon. Moon. Yep. Killers of the Flower Moon comes out today. Yes. Our favorite DiCaprio movies next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.